Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, and it is the 14th of February, 2023. On today's show, the Pac-12 sends out a desperate message. What does it mean? Also, the Big 12 title race for hoops. How important is it, the one title race in the country that we know will be for a one seed? It feels like it's down to three teams, Baylor, Texas, and Kansas, all fighting for that right to be regular season champion and also get that number one seed. So a whole lot to get to on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe uh, on YouTube, leave comments, like the videos. That all helps a lot. Every single subscription, guys, really does help the show. Every single like really does help the show. So please, it's appreciated if you guys can do that. If you can't watch us on YouTube, make sure you guys find us wherever you guys get your podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can also follow me at JoshNeighbors underscore. All right, folks. Um, the, today's show also, too, brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook. I have to mention that. More from them later on in the show, America's number one sportsbook. So uh, you all might hear some wind today. Crazy windy day here in central Arkansas. So if you guys hear the wind uh, just outside of Studio 1A here in my apartment, uh, that is why. New digs, getting used to it. Sounds like the audio quality is good. Let me know if it's not. Um, was going to do an all-basketball show today because I've been really hitting that conference realignment stuff pretty hard. And then we had a change, thanks to the Pac-12. They sent out a, uh, a statement yesterday, and I think this was very interesting. So I'm going to share my screen. You all can read it if you're watching here on YouTube. If not, I'll read it out loud to you all so we can all see this together. Here it is. Joint statement from the Pac-12 conference board members. Quote, the 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating successful media rights deals or deal. And then it has the S in parentheses in the very near future, based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past weeks, comma, we remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference and united in our commitment to one another End quote, February 13th, 2013, and then all the schools, uh, all the schools logos are at the bottom. So there you go on that front. So this, this is interesting, right? This is a uh, compelling statement to put out. Uh, and I'm not saying like they made a compelling argument. I think it's compelling for us because, you know, I, I laid out the situation right now and how much momentum the Big 12 has, Right. They undercut the Pac-12 in getting a TV deal. But even before that, they undercut them and kind of taking some of the best brands out there, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and uh, um, BYU, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 those four. There we go. And think about where they are. You know, Florida, UCF, growing team. Cincinnati makes a CFP. Obviously, UCF had that really big, you know, important undefeated season and continue to do well. Houston, major media market and serious potential spending-wise there. BYU, we know they've had a lot of success. Also, awesome branding. So out of the schools that were left over, you know, had not joined a Power 5 conference, those were kind of the best. And so they solidified themselves. And uh, then they switched commissioners, Brett Yormark, the TV rights happens. And the Pac-12 goes to market first. The Big 12 then goes to market after them, but gets a deal done before them. 
and the Pac-12 still does not have a television deal. And then this Oklahoma and Texas thing keeps going back and forth, right? And uh, now the Big 12 has figured that one out. And they actually have gotten a way to make some money and not upset TV partners. And also the Gonzaga stuff has been floated out there as well as a basketball-only member, only solidifying what has been the best college basketball conference in America now going on you know, two, three years basically at this point. What has the Pac-12 accomplished in that time? Well, they really have not accomplished very much. They've looked around and kicked around when it's come to conference realignment. They've lost their two best brands in USC and UCLA. Uh, well, two best brands, two major brands. You know, I think I would argue Oregon's brand is just as strong as UCLA's, but I guess it's a television commodity, right? And, and they just want to get Los Angeles involved. So they're going US, USC and UCLA together. So just kind of the, the power combination. Uh, but they lose those two Los Angeles-based brands. And they've struggled to, um, you know, I'm not even to capitalize, but like do any good off the situation. And I think because the Big 12 has now finished off their television rights deal, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, they will begin to kick around and go after or explore potential expansion. And so we have that happening. We have the negative article in The Athletic that was really well researched last week talking about the lack of a television deal, talking about, um, you know, how there is at least one Pac-12 AD who is upset and frustrated and how they still think they're going to get a deal done, but also a majority of this is going to be on streaming. And that's not the way it's going to happen for any other conference. And, um, you know, we hear about the SMU and San Diego State things happening as well, but how much value do they bring? Sure, you're in Southern California again. Sure, you're in Dallas. But once again, those are not too powerful brands commanding a ton of attention. And I think that is why we're now seeing a statement like this. We are now seeing the Pac-12 basically say, we cannot get a television deal done. So what should we do in the interim? We should tell people we're really close to deal or deals, plural, to make them believe that we are, uh, you know, we are coming along. Things are happening. We are doing well. And I think it's not what they're saying in this statement. It's what is not being said. It's why do you need a statement to tell people that you are working on a television deal? Anybody who is watching this show, unless you all have not been paying attention, that's fair play to you. You know, if you're just catching up now and you're interested, sure. But to those of us in the business or even as fans or whatever, fans, business, whatever you want to say, if you've been paying attention to major college athletics, you know that the Pac-12 has been searching for a television deal for a while now. You know that their their ballpark was around what Big 12 schools were going to gun for. And a lot of folks thought that the Pac-12 was going to get more per school, potentially, than the Big 12. And then it kind of came to a place where people were thinking, well, they'll probably reach the same area as the Big 12. And now there is a lot of consternation and some thought and some upset feelings with Pac-12 schools that they're not going to get that. Not only are they not going to get that, they're you know the Big Twelve is getting probably thirty-one million dollars per school, especially the Legacy Eight. You know Oklahoma State, Tech, K State, they're going to clear that much, most likely. Um, you know, and that's without that's without doing bowls, that's without doing um, you know NCAA tournaments, without doing CFP, that's without any of that stuff. So if they're going to make that number, and the Pac-12 is not going to hit that all of a sudden, then the expectations have really dipped. To boot the fact that once again, you're going to be on a streaming partner, right? You're going to be on a streaming platform a whole lot. Uh, at least ESPN Plus is connected to ESPN, right? If you have games on ESPN Plus, that means you're going to have games on ESPN. 
like if Kansas and Iowa State, you know, are playing on ESPN Plus, we still know that their big Monday games or you know, Super Tuesday games who they're playing will probably be on uh, you know ESPN or CBS or you know or, you know I know they're going away uh, eventually Fox for example. That is not guaranteed. That is not guaranteed with the Pac-12 situation. And so I think because the pressure is mounting, because the desperation has continued, you're seeing a statement like this. Now, Adam Rittenberg, who I respect a lot from ESPN, I got to work with him yesterday on Big 12 Today. And on Big 12 Today, we were talking with Adam, and he said, I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. But, but, four to six weeks, come back and talk to me. And this was after talking to a Pac-12 AD. So Adam believes that, you know, if we're looking four to six weeks here and they don't have something done, then there could be, you know, there could be um, a bigger push to get out. And so I don't think that means the Big 12 should just sit idle. But I think, you know, I think it means it should be making calls. But, uh, you know, I think persistence is kind of the idea there. You know, not bombarding these schools. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. But constant communication, understanding the situation, and understanding that as things have been changing, what kind of leverage or what kind of, not even leverage, what kind of opportunities you could be offering potential future schools. And once again here, from the Big 12 perspective, guys, there are, there are the main factors that have to be weighed are this. Number one, Brett Yormark's position is to forward the Big 12 conference in the future. Number two, the presidents and ADs, their jobs are to look out for the long-term future of, of, of their schools, but also to make sure that everything is, is tip-top shape as it is right now. So an example of this could clash, could be, let's just say the brass at K-State um, are not receptive to the idea of adding ASU in Arizona, Utah, and Colorado if it costs the school some more money in the immediate, right? If they're looking at a smaller piece of the pie in the immediate by adding those schools. Brett, your marked counter to that would be yes, but if we hurt the Pac-12, the next time te the television contract is up, we're a more desirable product because if you're not the Big Ten and you're not the SEC and the ACC is locked up till 2036 and you want some more of, you know, of, of college football, you want some more of these properties – then where are you going to go to get it? And once again, I've been a main, I've been a main proponent of the idea that hey, if you get the four corners to go, there's a good chance you can probably get Oregon and Washington to at least maybe even part time go somewhere else. Because if you take the four corners, they're at six, and I don't think uh, I don't think Oregon and Washington have a big interest in playing like in like a ten team zombie Pac-12, right? So I don't think the stability is there. And I, I think that um. You know, maybe you take two at a time, right? Maybe you take Arizona and Arizona State, and then they return to ten by adding SDSU and SMU, and then you take two more, and you take two more. So it could be a it could be a continued process. But I think the Big Twelve needs to be scoping out ways, any ways possible, to maybe take advantage of the situation, because when you look at that statement and when you consider what they're saying and what they're not saying, what they're saying is, don't worry, we are we have got potential partners and deals to be done. And I think there are potential partners. I think there are deals to be done. I just don't think the money, and we've heard reports too, I don't think the money is at the level of the Pac-12 and the, the presidents and the ADs and, and George Klyavkov wants it to be at. And I think that is a major problem, hampering some progress on that front right now. So something to watch on that. But the statement, what it's not saying is that we are not uh, you know, where we need, uh, we, are, we are, we need to be is what the statement's saying, but also activity wise, you are not because you thought you'd have this deal done and you don't. And we are now approaching, you know, we're midway through February and, uh, you know, we're about to hit 
you know, March and things get busy, the tournament. And then all of a sudden you're after NCAA tournament, you don't have a TV deal. TV deal. So uh, a lot to watch right now. And I, I don't think, who is this statement for is a big question too. Like, I think final thing on this, who read that statement and felt a lot better about the Pac-12's position? And then guys, this is coming from somebody who covers the Big 12, but has also maintained the entire time that I think that that conference probably adds two more teams and also probably gets a TV deal done. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's the money level they want it to be, but I think those those schools have shown a desire to remain together. And because of that desire, they will remain together. But at the same time, you know, too, like at some point, dollars and cents is what this thing should be about. So how much of a financial dip are you willing to take just to remain together? Right. And, and then can the Big 12 make it worth their while? So it's a very interesting conversation. I think the statement just furthers this this talk, you know, even more. All right. Quick word from our sponsors and then some Big 12 basketball thoughts. Today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Just because the Super Bowl is over, guys, does not mean that, uh, you know, the sports offers out there are over. You guys can go and bet on college hoops. You guys can go bet on the NBA. You guys can bet on conference futures as well. They've got NHL. They've got NFL draft when that rolls around. Uh, all of those things are available. They also have college football futures too. So make sure you guys go and check that out. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. They're also the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And also guys, the interface is just so easy. It's so easy to use. It's, it's the best app that I've used. So once again, um, go use the FanDuel Sportsbook today. FanDuel, make every moment matter more with the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, so uh, let's talk some Big 12 hoops on the show. So across the country, and you think about where are the compelling championship races for the conference? And I'm going to go outside of the Big 12. Um, I'm going to go outside of the Big 12 at this point in time. Uh, just to kind of, you know, give us an idea of where everything sits with the major, the major, major leagues. Um, with the ACC, it is a fun, exciting race. Pitt is 11 and three, UVA is 11 and three, Miami is 11 and uh, 12 and four, and Clemson's 10 and four. Really at this point, it feels like it feels like it's going to be UVA, Pitt, or Miami. And out of that group, I think we give the edge to UVA just because they've been there before. But right now, Pitt's on a five-game winning streak. Miami's on a five-game winning streak. So they're all in. Excuse me, they're all in, they're all in, you know really good spots, but I would lean towards UVA's direction right now when it comes to um, that league. But Pitt and Miami have not been these basketball powers as of late. So how compelling is that conference race? It's exciting with those teams fighting for it, but what does a what does winning the ACC actually mean for those schools? And also, that's not a great league this year, right? I mean, Clemson's in fourth, and they're like right on the bubble. Marquette. Xavier, Creighton, and Providence all fighting for a Big East championship. This is an exciting league. Now, do I think we'll get a champion out of this league? The, the thing about the, the, the Big East is a lot of fun is how offensive the league is. It's a really fun offensive league. Um, I think Marquette, to me, is the best team there. I think Creighton's playing the best basketball, though, on an eight-game winning streak. I still think, like, all things told, maybe Marquette's the best team. Creighton's the, Creighton's the hottest. Providence has been excellent at home this year at 13 and oh, and so you have all these teams that are in the mix. Exciting title race, but not a one seat on the line. But I, I would say that's a really exciting one. Purdue is two and a half games up on Northwestern. I know just beat them, but still they closed the gap to two and a half. And do we really think Northwestern is gonna, you know, is, is gonna take this thing from Purdue? No, Purdue is a uh, kind of bona fide one seed uh, at, at this point in time. 
And then you go down and you look at the the um, Pac-12. This is exciting to me. This is very exciting. US or UCLA and Arizona is a very exciting combination. But really, how good has Arizona been? It feels like they've had too many big slip-ups. Lately, it was the one they played against Stanford. And UCLA is on a four-game winning streak. They feel like if any team out of that league can get a one seed, it's going to be them. The SEC, it's kind of a one-team show. Alabama is going to run through that conference, and it feels like they're destined for a number one overall seed, right? And so that's kind of where that that is trending. You go and you look at the Big 12 guys. I think the Big 12 and then also uh, the Big East, as I mentioned before, those are the two leagues I look at and I think about the most compelling and exciting championship races. Texas, nine and four, Baylor, eight and four, KU, eight and four, uh, excuse me, nine and four, nine and four, eight and four. Texas, Baylor, Kansas, all top 10 teams. I've not seen another league with three top 10 teams. K-State's there at seven and five. Iowa State, seven and five. Oklahoma State, seven and five. I don't think those schools are all the way in it right now. Let's be honest. It feels like really a three-horse race in terms of quality of play as of late. Um, you know, in terms of like the branding, like where these teams are, just watching them play. It feels like we are at a three-horse race right now. And we had some big results impacting it last night because Texas Tech takes out Texas. And look, you know, I, I floated this idea. I said this the other day. I was just talking about this. I was like, damn, there's a good chance that Texas Tech ends up beating K-State top 15 team and then Texas top 15 team in a, um, you know, in a very short stretch of time. They're now 14 and 12. They're three and 10 in the Big 10 or Big 12 rather, but they've got wins over Iowa State, K-State, and then also uh, now Texas. They're not all the way out of the tournament yet. They are not all the way out yet. With two wins like that in a very short period of time, you and the way the bubble is this year, they're creeping back towards the bubble. Do they have to really run this thing towards the back end? Yes. But last night we saw it. Davion Harmon was an animal, 21 points in the first half. To give Texas Tech, they had a nine-point lead at halftime. And then, you know, it was pretty tight the rest of the way in terms of like all the way through, but they finished off that game. Harmon finishes with 25. Kevin O'Banner has 19 and seven. Feels like he started the heat up recently. They shoot 47% from the floor, 50 from three, and 93 from the line. They were on fire last night. They played a really good game and they hammered Texas on the boards, plus 12 in the rebounding margin. So Texas played a pretty clean game, only uh, six turnovers, which was half of what Texas Tech had. But the problem was uh, they were not as efficient shooting, although they didn't have a horrible night. They didn't make their free throws. And also they got crushed on the glass. So Texas Tech, Mark Adams playing their best basketball of the season. Not done yet because of how good the league is. But I think that game was more interesting, not for Texas Tech's tournament homes, but more for the Big 12, uh, you know, the Big 12 championship race because Texas can no longer stay in front as Baylor takes care of West Virginia at home last night. And it's starting to feel like 2021 all over again. I, I had some doubts. I think I was a little too skeptical maybe last week of Baylor's ability. Maybe they are like the 2021 team. Maybe this team does. I mean, it, I should not be doubting the guards. Maybe I should not be doubting the fact that, you know, last night it was LJ Cryer. I know how good Flagler was, but he ends up with six assists last night. And they only need Keontae George to shoot four times, one for four, but he had six points, nine boards, uh, seven assists, and four steals last night. Well, well, great stat sheet stuffing game from him. Jonathan Chamwa Chachua played 24 minutes last night, scored 11 points and three boards, and they needed that off the bench. Then Langston Love can provide a little bit of shooting. He hits two threes last night, too. So this team, 14 to 27 from deep, 51% from the floor, and then 13 to 15 from the line. They're just an offensive machine right now. And West Virginia could not contend with that last night because 
when that ball, you know, the ball can stick sometimes in Baylor's offense. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. This team does not always need to be gunning for the open look. This team doesn't always need to run, pick, and roll. This thing can actually be better if it's just spread and just make sure those hands, baby, are ready to go because a shot could be coming. I think Jalen Bridges has done a great job in the catch-and-shoot category. Not a good-looking jumper all the time, but he has been fantastic in that catch-and-shoot game. And I think that is what has propelled them forward, and that's why they're tied for the top of the league right now. And what makes this great is – Texas still has to play Kansas and Baylor. Uh, Kansas still has to play both Baylor and Texas. So everybody still has to play everybody one more time around to before we you know kind of get the result of what's going to happen. And also tonight, some pretty important games. You know, these games happening are going to decide right now. Like, is it going to be a share of the Big Twelve title? Can somebody win this thing outright? Because you got a game tonight, nine o'clock on ESPN. Kansas and Oklahoma State, man. Oklahoma State has been a just defensive machine. Mike Boyden is coaching his tail off. Those boys are playing hard. They're getting great contributions from Boone and John Michael Wright and guys like that. Asbury right now and Musa Cisse is back healthy. And then K-State at OU. And K-State needs to, you know, kind of uh kind of get things going for them themselves on the road. So a lot of excitement right now, the Big 12 hoops. And I'll just tell you guys. We might get two one seeds, but I can tell you one thing for sure. It's it's very possible to get two one seeds. If Baylor wins the regular season championship, there'll be a one seed. If KU wins it, one seed. If Texas wins it, one seed. Whoever, and, and you know they'll go on to be a one seed, uh, there'll be a chance that Baylor could go on to win the Big 12 tournament or Texas or Kansas, and that could be what needs to happen to lock them up, the one seed in addition. So, you know, I think Purdue is there. I think Alabama is, is going to be there at the one line. Um, I think Houston's got a really good chance to be at the one line, but that fourth spot's up for grabs. And look, there could be some attrition. You know, Alabama, they take one or two losses. Purdue, I think, is still pretty pretty much entrenched up there. Uh, but I feel like it's one one not one number one seed is reserved for a Big 12 team. Maybe UVA could steal it if they kind of, you know, they basically just run the table in the ACC and get there. But the ACC is just not very good this year. So we'll see what happens. But I think the Big 12 is a good chance at one, potentially even two. Uh, just because the way things are working out, they might need an early round exit from one of those top three teams: Houston, Baylor, and Al- or Houston, Purdue, and Alabama, uh, to to secure that. But it's definitely on the table. All right, one more word from our sponsors today. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built.com today, built.com to find Built Bars. But now you don't even have to go there. You guys can go to Sam's Club or Walmart today and find Built Bars. Uh, at Walmart, they have the four pack. At Sam's Club, the thirteen pack. They've got flavors like brownie batter, churro, uh, all different kinds of flavors. They have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein uh, also in there as well. So it's good. It's good for you guys. Check out the Built Bar tonight. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at lo big twelve. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.